afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. I call out to your ancestors, to all that is good and true and beautiful in your ancestral line, to come and join us here today to gather around to hold our space. I call out to my own ancestors to bring all that is good and true and beautiful into my line. I call out to the ancestors all the way back to the first man and the first woman that brought humanity to this planet. I call out to these ancestors to be with us here today. I call out to those ancestors who learned to live well, to live with joy and an open heart while they dealt with the everyday challenges of living. I call out to these ancestors to be with us here today that we might be inspired and we might be wise, that we might ask the questions that need to be asked and speak the answers that need to be heard. Let us be here together in a good way, standing here on the shoulders of our ancestors. I call out to the energy of the earth, that great, sweet, beautiful planet that we all share As we know now today, though our ancestors may thought she was enormous and endless and vast in her resources, we know now she is very, very small, holding a great, great wealth of humanity, a wealth of life, a wealth of diversity. And we call out to her and give thanks for the miracle of her dreaming that brought each one of us to the face of the planet here today that we might live here together and let us be the solution to all that challenges life today, not just humanity, but life, that life can thrive that life can live in a good way. Let us be here today in a way that helps us to become that answer. We call out to the energy above, to the sky energy, the highest power of the universe, by whatever name you call that power, call it down. Call it into our circle here today that we might be blessed, that we might feel the protection, the energies from above, and that we might feel the generosity and benevolence of our universe. Help us to call in these energies from above, to meet and dance and love the energies from below. Let us be here in the middle in a good way while we call out for the energy of the heart. The heart is a very, very special place. It's the same in all realms. It is how all things know you and how you can come to know yourself. We call out to the energy of the heart for its magic, its ability to merge the passions of the belly with the clarity of the mind to bring it together to weave for you the song of your soul's true purpose. So may your heart sing today as we talk today about crazy logic. As we open our circle today to explore the energies of crazy wisdom and crazy logic, the way, why, what it is, why we might want to open to it in our lives and how we can use shamanism to do so. So before I launch into this interesting topic, which, by the way, I wasn't able to find anything of note on it anywhere on the Internet, which I found very, very interesting at this time when we need it more than perhaps anything else. So let's regroup here for a minute. Why shamanism now? I mean it, really. Why now? Why am I bothering to do this radio show every week, and why are you bothering to listen? For me, it's because it is everyone's responsibility as adults to make the best quality decisions you can. And at this time, when change the rate of change is escalating, and we are beginning to manifest, we, not beginning, we are manifesting, the reality we will live in. Now is the time we need to be making the best possible quality decisions we can because they are shaping our future. We are shaping it right now, today. So 
it's important for us to remember we are always manifesting. Whether you want to be manifesting or not, you are manifesting. It's the nature of being human. So pay attention. How many millions of ways are you being told to pay attention? But the question we need to ask is, yeah, all right, I got it. But how? For me, and I learned a lot of different hows, a lot of different answers to that question. For me, the most practical application of all that I learned was shamanism. And that's why I'm bothering to share it with you today. But I understand it's not for everybody. It's too hard for most people. But there are many, many answers. And that is what this show is about, is for each person from wherever they are in this moment to take a step forward and begin to step more solidly, more practically, uh, with both feet on the path of their own transformation. So we live in a time of changing paradigms. What world do you want to create? We are doing it in every moment, but do you understand how you are doing it? Because you are. So are your neighbors, so is that person pumping gas, so is that person in the boardroom. Everybody's creating it, but what are we creating? We live in a time where there's bazillions of people on the planet, but how many people understand, have the skills to create consciously? to shape the dream consciously so that we actually manifest a future we all would like to live in. How can you possibly manage all these things that are coming at you? Just the simple knowing that everything affects everything, every thought, word, and deed you do in this day affects absolutely everything else is enough to make you want to go back to bed. Well, for me today, in the heat of Portland, Oregon, it makes me want to go find some air conditioning. But nonetheless, the point is, how can you, as a conscious, heartfelt Awake human being can't possibly manage it all when everything is affecting everything. For my money, I can't do it without the help of spirit. For me, and I'm a creative, very intelligent woman, but it's not anywhere near good enough to meet the challenges of my life today. And I don't even have kids. So for me, what I've come to understand is I was not designed to do this alone. That I was designed to do everything that my life asks of me in a strong, compassionate, heartfelt working relationship with spirit. So part of the reason I'm here doing this radio show is because for me, shamanic journeying was the most powerful direct relationship with spirit. It was the most practical I didn't have to bring a whole lot of other baggage along with it, and I could start getting answers to help me to solve the challenges in my life today, right now. And so that is why I advocate that for everyone. But it isn't for everyone. But I do advocate for you. If you are not going to run out there and go learn how to do a shamanic journey for yourself and connect with your own helping spirits, find something that brings you into a working relationship with spirit. So now we're pretty much caught up to the gist of the shows for the last several months. So why shamanism now? Well, if you're listening to the show, then it's likely that you want to walk the path of authenticity in your life or the path of your destiny, the path of unique genius, whatever you want to call it, you're listening today because doing the status quo in contemporary America isn't good enough for you or you wouldn't be bothering You wouldn't be here listening to the show, downloading it, passing it on to your friends, whatever it is that you're doing. You wouldn't be doing it. So you're someone who 
wants to be on the path of transformation in your life, not just change, but transformation, to truly transform that which exists in your life that no longer serves you, either because you're bored with it, you've done it too many times, it's not working for you, however you want to look at it, it's not happening. Well, it is happening, and the point is you'd like it to not happen, so you need to transform. And so my experience is that um, this is much, that a, a life guided by spirit is simpler, though not necessarily easier. It will be a path of transformation, but not necessarily an easy one. Nonetheless, it is important to take the first steps. Whether you get the first step that resonates with you from a book, whether it's a process like um, Sedona Method or something like that, or even healing system, stepping into Alexander Technique or some kind of healing system, whatever that step is that gets you moving on your path, keep taking it. Eventually things will open up and you will see that there is no one thing that will do it all for you. At that point, do not stop and keep seeking. Don't start looking for something else. Commit even more fully. This is something we each need to look at within ourselves. Are you still seeking and seeking and seeking? Start somewhere. Take the step. Accept the discipline and allow it to move you out of the mode of seeker so that you become someone who can see. You begin to see how much more there is here and that we will all need more than one tool. We will all need more than one process, more than one healing system. So this is why we need an ongoing relationship with spirit. So the path, as it opens up, as we begin to understand there is no one right step, there is no one right system. There is no one thing you can simply do for the rest of your life that's going to do it all. And when you begin to see that, you begin to sort of do the math on your life. And there are moments where we have insight, or outsight, actually. We look out and we see this path clearly, and it feels so long. And time feels so short. Sometimes we feel so stuck. Sometimes we feel so much resistance. For me, what I decided as I was in those moments in my 20s, in my late 20s, I decided I wasn't going to live long enough to do what I wanted to do at the rate at which I could heal and clear things. And so I had to find something different. So I made my first conscious adult choice following crazy logic. And for me... Believe me, this was not a natural inclination. I was a good student. I'm an organized, ordered person. I'm the kind of person they laugh about when you come into my house because everything's always where it belongs. Crazy logic is not my nature. But I could do the math on my life and see I was not going to be anywhere near young enough to enjoy the fruits of my labor. Because I think just to clear my family of origin issues, I was going to end up being about 432. Right? It just wasn't going to work. So I said, okay, what if my only true responsibility in this life is to live my soul's purpose? Okay, let's assume that that's true. That's our hypothesis. What if my life exists, my whole life, the, the, the events, the movings, the shakings of my life exists purely to serve that process. And that everything is an illusion 
that is serving my own process of self-discovery. In other words, I'm creating my own reality. Then what I realized because of the process I was doing at that time, which was a process that pretty much said whatever pushes your buttons you need to deal with. That's the part of yourself that wants to come home. That's why your buttons are getting pushed. So I, so I said, here's the question where we went into crazy logic. Okay, so I need my buttons pushed? So what choice will push the buttons of all of my patterns all at the same time so that I can get this over with now? And at that point, I left my job, I left my home, I went back to the one activity that would push my buttons, all my buttons of all my patterns all at the same time, and I surrendered my life over the one process I knew that would bring me into truth of myself. That's crazy logic. Sounds like we're going to break. I'm not quite sure whose music this is, but we are going to break now, so join us. Um, as we come back from break, and please feel free to call someone, email someone, and invite them to listen to the show with you. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, for Why Shamanism Now, and today we are talking about crazy logic. Um, and as the nice lady says, this show is live. You're welcome to call in or email me at christina at lastmasscenter.org. And for those of you that might want to know more information um, about Christina, me, and the work that we're doing at Last Mass Center, the website is lastmasscenter.org. So, what is crazy logic? This is the logic that follows the spiritual facts or points of truth and connects those dots without concern for practicality, status quo, fear, reason, or the need to pay rent, and all that sort of thing. So, I've had a... I really was challenged figuring out how to define this because there's way too much abuse of good spiritual truth out there in what has become the, the new age. Too many um, things that are true that are being kind of abused. Um, so this idea that it's, it's the logic that follows the spiritual facts or points of truth and connects those dots makes it sound, if you don't exactly know what I'm talking about, as something that's kind of airy-fairy and ungrounded. So let's, let me just say that what I feel is a spiritual fact or a point of truth is something that is true spiritually. In other words, it shows up in most of the mystical traditions humans have ever designed, um, in my own experience, potentially spiritually. It also shows up in biology. It shows up in the physical nature of things, my, my own, but also the natural world. And it's also something that is being explained by science. That it, so in other words, it is a place that all the logics converge and say the same thing. They may say it, in, I mean, they do always say it in very, very different ways. But it's a place where these logics all converge, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and emotionally in that place, of truth, where all these things converge and say the same thing, there is a feeling in the heart of resonance. There is almost like a string in the heart that's vibrating. And that that truth chord, I always call it a truth chord, vibrates with that truth. It recognizes that truth. You know it when you trip over it because all the four logics are vibrating with, yep, this is true. So it... it it expresses itself as true completely 
disconnected from your belief system, from practicality, reason, the ramifications on your life, whether or not you like it, all of these things. That's crazy logic. So, well, that always feels crazy, actually. The logic part is the way that those points begin to get connected together into ultimately a path. So crazy logic, when practiced, becomes a way of thinking about life's challenges and problems. Um, another example of crazy logic comes in the sequence of events that precipitated my shamanic initiation experience. Um, so part of the context of that, I've talked about this before, but part of the context of that is I'd already, as I said in the first segment, ejected myself from my ordinary life, the life I had been programmed by my family of origin to live, the life I'd been programmed by my church to live, the life I had been programmed by my education to live, and that I ejected myself out of that life because it was the thing that would allow me to get all of my buttons pushed so that I could more quickly get uh, get caught up with this responsibility of living my soul's purpose. If that was my one true responsibility, what I was doing was acting out family patterns, Right. My buttons get pushed when I'm caught up in those patterns, so I do the process to release those patterns, and eventually I'm going to be freed up to live my soul's purpose. That was my logic at the time. Okay, so I'd already disconnected from a normal life, the one that I'd been essentially programmed, not not in any evil way, I mean by my own choices as well, to live. In that process of disconnecting from that, I had already experienced a very convoluted and messy, but nonetheless functional initiation from living as a child to living as an adult. The key to that, the key to that in every true mystical tradition is that you accept full responsibility for your life. Without caveats, without backdoors, you accept the fact that you are manifesting your reality in its entirety. And that, of course, is always hardest with the things you don't like. But that's the piece. So after that initiation, I was now functioning as a as a unskilled but nonetheless spiritual adult in the world because I took full responsibility for my life, and I understood that was critical. So I'm in New York. I'm dancing. I'm too old to be dancing. I have a dream of who I want to dance with and what I want to do, and so that dream starts to manifest, and I am as high as I have ever been in my life. I am living my dream. This is my passion. This feels like my purpose. Um, life could not be better, and then that job goes away, and I don't get to continue to work with this choreographer, and I crash into depression as I ha- is my pattern at that time in my life, and I go so deeply into that depression, I, I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, this is pretty deep. I don't think I've ever been this deeply depressed before. Hmm, interesting. Now here comes the crazy logic piece. Because in the past, as all you know, good people do, they try to get back to normal. You know, I, For me, it felt like being underwater. I tried to get to the surface of the ocean. I tried to get out of this depression, this ocean of depression. I tried to get to the top, do whatever I had to do to get to the top, to breathe the air again. So I'm I'm crushed under the weight of this depression, as if I've gone way below my scuba rating in the ocean, right? I'm way below, everything's bursting, I'm falling apart, I can't make it. And I'm thinking, huh, I bet the bottom of this ocean of depression is closer at this point in time than the top. And without thinking, as if I was scuba diving, I just kind of flipped over and started heading down to the bottom 
instead of up to the top. That was a moment of crazy logic. It doesn't make any sense. It wasn't practical. And it happened all before my ordinary fears could kick in and my instincts could say, go for the air, you idiot. Get out of this water. Get out of this depression. Go for the air. Well, I didn't. I went down. The next thing I knew, I'm having a shamanic initiation experience. So my point is, these are just examples that I could think of from my own life, the big ones, I guess, where I could remember thinking about things in a way that was not normal for me and was not really normal probably for anybody else. Now, as I've worked with spirit over time, spirit has a tendency to think about things this way. And so it, working with um, helping spirits in shamanic journeying has, has cultivated in me the ability to kind of shift in to crazy logic. And for those of you that are still thinking, what the hell is she talking about? Um, there's a wonderful book. One of the traditional shamanic crazy logic teachers is the trickster. And the trickster shows up in many forms um, because it shows up in all shamanic cultures all around the planet. So if you're in Africa, the trickster is a Nancy the spider. The trickster is the rabbit who comes over. Um, with slaves as they're forcibly brought over to America, turns into the Br'er Rabbit stories, which turns into Bugs Bunny, right? There's that trickstery rabbit, that wascally rabbit, right? There's the trickster right there. There's um, one more in Africa that I'm forgetting right now, but we have coyote in North America, raven. Every culture has a trickster figure, and they're all the same. They're all manifesting the same crazy logic teacher in, in their teachings, in the way that they teach us, in the way their logic works. And there's a beautiful book about this called Trickster Makes This World by Lewis Hyde. Um, the publisher is Far Strauss and Garot. And, and there's a quote here from um, page 90 in Trickster Makes This World. And what um, Hyde is saying is that the trickster story imagines an infant so fully independent that he never plays a part to please his parents never puts on a mask his elders have designed. It is surely sad when his desires escape him and disaster follows, because trickster often teaches through disaster. Uh, but it would have been even sadder had he contained himself, as it is sad whenever men or women become so well-behaved that no joyous impulse ever disturbs their lives. So this is the big why. The why should we bother with these crazy logic teachers? Because they are crazy. And sometimes it seems like um, they make a mess out of our lives. But the why we should bother is because it is so much sadder to never allow the joyous impulse to disturb your life. So this is why we're bothering to talk about this day, because I would love for you to have a joyous impulse disturb your life today and to find a way to continue to live in such a way that joy, joyous impulses are a constant disturbance in your life and that um, the incredible love that the universe has for you is constantly stepping in and reminding you what's really going on and that the perspective around your life experience is no longer bound by the story of your family, or if you've thrown that off, the story of your culture. But that it begins to be bound by the legend of your soul. And that it's not 
just this life, but it is the whole trajectory of your soul that is here to live a purpose, and that there is spirit help everywhere wanting to disrupt your everyday life and bring you to the party, bring you to the dance, bring you to the life experience that is you recognizing you have one responsibility in this life, and that is to live your soul's purpose. It is unique. It is your destiny. It will never be lived again. This is not karma. You do not get a second chance. So for me, what I find with the crazy logic teachers, when I have those moments of, okay, I see what I need to do, and oh my God, I can't possibly do that. It's too big. It's time's too short. I'm too old. I'm too afraid. Whatever I'm too much of that's keeping me from doing what needs to be done, I can turn to those crazy logic teachers, which show up also as helping spirits in my journeys, and ask for the shortcut. And I know I'm, there's going to be brambles. I'm going to fall down, skin my knee, and it's not going to be the easiest way. But it's a shortcut, and I can do it. And I can do it now so that I can get on with the true reason for my life, which is to live my soul's purpose with a whole heart, with passion, and to allow joy to interrupt my life constantly. So that's our conversation for today. I hope you'll come back as we continue talking about crazy logic joyous impulses, and what it takes to let passion begin to move you in your life and your dreams. So send an email to a friend, get someone else to listen to the show while we're at break, and I look forward to your return. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, on Why Shamanism Now, and we are talking about crazy logic and the shortest path. Um, I just wanted to let you all know that well, as you already know, it's summertime, but that also means people are on vacation, not as many people are listening, and our numbers are down a little bit. So I'm going to ask those of you who are listening, either real-time or in downloads, to send the show to someone, link someone else in, and invite people to jump on our mailing list so that you can get a single email a week reminding you of the title, uh, the topic of the show, and it has a link so people can get to it easily. Um, so if you can help us spread the word about the show, that will help the show continue to spread the word about transformation and about shamanism and about what it means to really live our soul's purpose in today's world. So what it really means to live our soul's purpose in today's world is crazy logic. There is absolutely no other way to do it in this incredible time. How do you even understand what is going on today without crazy logic? So Louis Pasteur uh, speaking of aha moments, having had some fairly significant ones himself, um, has a sort of famous quote, in the fields of observation, chance favors only the prepared mind. And so this is what we're really talking about, is the prepared mind. So he's saying that the aha comes when the mind is prepared to receive it. I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with that. But I think what's kind of more important for our conversation today is simply that your mind sees what it's prepared to see, period. So if your mind is prepared to see only what it already sees, you're not going to see anything new. That for for the mind to be able to see new things, to put to, to associate things in a new way, to actually function um, alternatively, you have to be willing to let your mind move into altered states. 
Now, there's little mini altered states like going to the movie, when you get caught up in the movie. There's the big passionate altered state most of us are familiar with, which would be falling in love. There are many altered states that many of you have experienced without knowing it was an altered state, so don't get all, get your knickers in a twist about altered states. But the point of an altered state, what makes it an alternate state of consciousness, is that you are associating things in your mind in ways you would not ordinarily. It's kind of the basic definition of it. And so the trickster or the crazy logic teachers are, are helping spirits that move in our lives and help us um, associate things differently, help us again to connect with those points that are the, the spiritual facts or the points of truth that, that show up in our life. So again from Hyde, he talks on uh, page 100, he's talking about this and he says, more conservative minds deprive coincidence of meaning by treating it as background noise or garbage. But the shape-shifting mind pesters the distinction between accident and essence and remakes this world out of whatever happens. Either way, the intelligence that takes accidents seriously is a constant threat to essences. For in the economy of categories, whenever the value of accident changes, so too does the value of the essence. And this is the main reason we don't want to listen to the crazy logic teachers, because they shuffle things in such a way that all those things we thought we knew before become suspect. And our ego really hates it when we do that. But, you know, your ego sees living your soul's purpose as a threat as well. So I would not suggest guiding your entire life based on what makes your ego happy. Um, it doesn't usually look pretty in the end. So how do we prepare our mind to move into crazy logic when it's required or when it's desired? And that has to do with the very beginning, and for many of you it's the first step you've already taken, which is to start to notice coincidences in your life to start to notice the accidents, to not deprive coincidence of its meaning, but to pay attention. In the beginning, simply to notice. Eventually, from noticing, we might want to interpret and understand, but in the beginning, simply to notice. And to begin to see things happening on a level below the surface. The surface really isn't the point. It is very, very rarely the point. What is going on is moving in patterns and associations and coincidences and accidents and chance meetings below the surface of things. So what we need to do to prepare our minds to be open to the crazy logic teachers is to prepare our minds by observing coincidence, noticing things in your day, not getting so caught up in the chatter of the mind, the analytical mind, but opening up to the dynamic in your mind between discipline and imagination. Um, opening up to the possibilities, daydream, um, meditate, uh, many, many things that allow your practices or choices that allow your mind to think about things differently. And so crazy logic teachers in our life are energies, essences like death, chaos, the trickster whom I've already mentioned, the energy of the unknown, darkness, 
These are all, just to name a few, but these are all crazy logic teachers. They come to us in a way that often confuses us and often um, upsets the status quo, upsets the way in which we valued everything. Okay, so what am I saying? What if you had a doctor's appointment today and you went to the doctor's appointment for your regular checkup and you come out of that checkup being told you have cancer? Death has just upset the value you have for the things in your life. If you knew you only had six months to live, what would you choose to keep doing? Would you continue to go to your job? What if? What would you do? What would be different? What valuing of the time and energy you expend in your life would be changed if you suddenly knew you were going to die tomorrow? So that's, that's a simple example of how the crazy logic teachers can come in and revalue things for us in an instant, in a heartbeat, or cause us to revalue things. And what is fascinating to me in our contemporary culture, in the dominance of a cultural mindset, is how often death does come to people, and it doesn't really change anything. Chaos does come to people, and it doesn't really change anything. The trickster comes, the unknown darkness Our dominant cultural mindset so strongly prepares our mind to resist these energies that we never allow that impulse of joy, of coincidence, of laughter, of happenstance, of chance to come in. And when we close those energies out, we close out the simplest avenues by which spirit connects to us in our lives. We allow the mind to run the show. And we miss out on the conversation that's going on all the time in the spirit and in the heart and in the body, actually. So, um, every teacher or guide has a certain logic. So, um, for example, the warrior energy has a certain logic. Teacher energy has a certain logic. Um, What is interesting about these these archetypal teachers in our life is that they each have a crazy logic face. In other words, every system of logic that's running our life on a deep mythic dream level, which is the level our soul is engaged in, has a crazy logic face. So crazy logic is not the shadow, and many people really misunderstand the shadow and misunderstand crazy logic um, in this way. Um, Crazy logic is not the shadow of an archetype. For example, the shadow of the archetype of the healer is the addict or the martyr. The crazy logic teacher for the healer is death. What else makes you value your life more than knowing you're going to die tomorrow? Okay. So the other thing about crazy logic teachers, which really sets them apart from shadow energies, is that the message at the core of every crazy logic teacher is the boundless love they have for you. They love you so much that they will kill you. They love you so much that they will trick you. They love you so much that they will annihilate you. In other words, they love you, the true essence of you, the you that is here to live your soul's purpose. They love you so much. They will annihilate the false self you have created. They'll trick it. They'll challenge it in some way. 
so that the true you, the authentic you, that one that is here to live your soul's purpose is freer to move, to make choices, to conduct your life. And that is the thing that unites all the crazy logic teachers, is this powerful love for you that will not enable you, will not ever be codependent with you, is always speaking the truth to you. And so the question in working with these crazy logic teachers isn't really so much what is my soul's purpose, blah, 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 this sort of whiny, codependent, enabling relationship with spirit. When am I ever going to get there? You know, are we there yet? You know, enough of that. What the crazy logic teachers do is they they force us to stand up, to hitch up our britches, and, and they're really asking us, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to let go of everything that is familiar and comfortable to do what it is that you've come here to do? And this is the power of the crazy logic teachers, that they're with us. They don't have to be the big car wreck that gets you to change your life. They're right there, available to you in your journeys. You can ask the question before the car wreck comes to find out, what do I need to do to get out of my own way? What no longer serves me that I am living in my life that I can let go of to recover energy to do what I need to do? This is the power of the crazy logic teachers. We're going to a break. I hope you'll all join us for the last section of the show. We talk about crazy logic teachers here. Welcome back, everyone. This is Christina Pratt with Why Shamanism Now, and this week we are talking about crazy logic teachers. And they all may be well and good, but why would you need them? Well, how long have you tried to talk about what you feel in therapy without ever finding the right words or without ever finding the right process to move things or to truly get a release from these patterns, no matter how hard you and your therapist work? How often have you been there wanting surrender that doesn't come? Find to find the surrender within yourself that you just can't find to let go of these things you dearly want to let go of. How long have you done all of the right things? You go to your yoga class, you go to you meditate every day, you do your prayers, you go to workshops, you do your best to live in a good way, eat all the right food. How often have you been doing all the right things? For how long have you done it? And you still attract the same patterns in your life. New version, same pattern. That you that there's that thing that still hasn't come together yet, like love. Intimate love with a partner, or a job, a job that you love and have passion for. How long have you tried to communicate with someone, even a dear friend, about what lies at the source of either your deepest desire or your deepest heartbreak, and you simply can never find the words? Well, maybe there are no words. We lay down a path of crazy logic when we live life, especially as children, because we are acting intuitively using all of our logics. So what are all of the logics? Okay. Your mind has its own system of logic, and it's completely coherent from the mind's perspective. Your heart, your emotions, your feelings, they have their own system of logic, their own intelligence, their own wisdom, and it is completely coherent from the perspective of the heart. Your body, huge wisdom, its own system, its own logic, completely coherent if you can talk to the body. And spirit 
actually has logic. It ha- it's not anything goes willy-nilly. There's a system. And spirit energies are as bound to the system as we are. The system's not human. The system doesn't even necessarily require form. Nonetheless, there is a logic in the spirit world that is coherent. It is intelligence and a wisdom. So these are the four logics that come in to our human existence. Now, each one of those categories has a lot of subcategories. It doesn't really matter right now for the sake of this conversation. No one of these logics is crazy logic. There's a whole lot of people that consider the mind offers us logic and the heart is crazy logic. Well, that's lame-brained. And I am sorry if I've just dissed your favorite therapist or your favorite book or whatever, but that is just not correct. That all the logics are coherent, repeatable patterns of logic once you understand them. And if you understand them from the right energy source, so either from the mind, the heart, the body, or spirit. Crazy logic arises when all four of these logics are working together intuitively, which they are always trying to do inside a human being. Well, let's say they're always trying to work together inside a human being until you learn to try to turn one or more off. And that, my friends, is the sticky wicket. That is the problem. When you shut down one of these logics, which you can do because you have the power to manifest that reality. So when you shut down one of your logics, you lose the path to every decision that logic center ever made. So if you shut down your heart, you lose the path to every decision your heart's made in your life. So if you shut down spirit, then you lose the part of the path that you've made based on spirit logic. So if you are not working with all four logics, it is very hard to find the path to your soul's purpose. And this is the great beauty of the crazy logic teachers. They can't stand it when we shut down these logics. They want a living, breathing human to work with who's got all four burners going. They don't want someone who's only got the big front burner that works, the big mind. Or frankly, just the big heart, someone who's all heart and can't get anything done, or someone who's all spirit and can't get grounded. They don't want us with only one burner. They want the full range, right? They want all four logics. So when you shut down a logic, you also lose the voice of that wisdom, and you begin to make decisions in your life that cannot help but be out of balance. You can't help it, no matter how smart you are, no matter how many psychics you go to, no matter how great your spiritual teacher is, no matter what, you are still going to make a bazillion decisions every day that are out of balance because you are fundamentally out of balance. What the crazy logic teachers allow us is the healing and the release and the clearing that follows the logic of the heart or the mind, or spirit, or all of them to follow that path that you laid down, usually when you're a kid, when you're still working with all four burners. You're just doing the best you can with all the resources you've been given to figure out how to get through life. The whole story of your childhood is written, for the most part, with all four logics into play. We're usually, you know, pretty old before we can actually succeed in shutting one down completely. We need the guidance of those helping spirits who aren't afraid to go there. So 
So we need the guidance of the crazy logic teachers because they're not afraid to go where we're afraid. They're not afraid to go where we've shut things down. And so, as Hyde says near the end of his book, he says, the trickster cannot be trusted. It is a contact that puts us slightly at risk. We open ourselves to disruption whenever we call on the trickster. But it is that opening that allows miracles, that allows the impossible, or that which we desire in. And so this is the value of the crazy logic teachers, who I could never have learned to listen to without shamanic journeying, because I wouldn't have trusted them. I would have kept them out with the power of my mind. Is they can't be trusted. They are tricking us. They're tricking us into ourself, into our truth, and into our clarity. And there is always risk. But isn't your true soul's purpose the one thing you truly have deep, gut-wrenching passion for worth the risk? That's the question that I leave you with today. So next week, everyone, we have Betsy Bergstrom is returning to continue the discussion that she began June 3rd. So for those of you that haven't listened to that show, I strongly encourage you to download it before you listen to Betsy's show with us next week. She's going to be talking about how you work in attunement with helping spirits to develop your own greatest ally, which is yourself, empowering yourself and being more yourself in the world. So join us next week. You can always subscribe. Just email me at christina at lastmasscenter.org. We'd like to give thanks to the ancestors for being with us here today, for holding us well to the earth below us, the sky above us, and to the heart that unites us all. Take a risk, everyone, and live while you're truly here. Mm -hmm.